It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome, everybody, to Money for Lunch. I want to thank you so much for being here. And um, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, we have an exciting show today. We have Jay Friedman on the show, and we're going to be talking about probably the number one, if not the number one, probably the number two most important thing in your business, and that is proving your advertising works. Uh, Jay Friedman is a best-selling author, and uh, his book, Prove Your Advertising Works, that's what we're going to be talking about. But first, let's jump into the quote of the day. The quote of the day brought to you by DominatingYourMind.com. DominatingYourMind.com. Crush your fears, destroy your doubts, so you can become unstoppable. Dominating your mind. The quote of the day, good advertising does not circulate information. It penetrates the public mind with desires and belief by Leo Burnett. Good advertising does not just circulate information. It penetrates the public mind with desires and belief. Again, by um, the very late, great Leo Burnett. All right, let's get this party started. Jay Freeman in the house, so to speak. Uh, Jay Freeman is president of Goodway Group. He is a nationally recognized and accomplished digital media expert, speaker, and author who just released his new book, Prove Your Advertising Works. Jay Freeman, welcome to Money for Lunch. Thank you so much. Great to be here. All right, so uh, let's jump into this. Um, how did you get into being a digital media expert, digital marketer? Give us a little background about your story. Yeah, I, I was working for uh, you know one of the holding companies, uh, biggest holding company on the planet, actually, hundred thousand plus employees and across the globe doing advertising, and uh, I I saw how media was transitioning from traditional media measurement to digital media measurement and, uh, and placement and just saw an opportunity to get in front of that. I think, uh, you know, larger organizations certainly move at a different pace and uh, saw the opportunity to kind of create something of my own and, uh, and, and kind of jump ahead and become an expert. And that was 2006 when the first programmatic media uh, ad exchange was was coming online, very similar to like how uh, stocks are financially traded. Uh, ads, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, when a banner ad loads in, uh, in an app on your phone, if you use your weather app, uh, there's an auction going on in the background most often for that ad uh, based on all of the characteristics, where your phone is at the time and what time of day it is and, and so on. And so that kind of financial trading aspect was really appealing to me, and uh, we've become experts at Goodway Group uh, at it in the meantime. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that, that's right. A lot of people don't understand that there is a little, as you said, auction in the background, and depending on how uh, popular that phrase is or those or that keyword, you might pay a little bit more um, depending on what's happening, uh, time of day, stuff like that, right? Exactly, and uh, and for, so for search, it, you know, for search advertising, it could be based on a keyword or a phrase. 
for banner ads and video ads. It could be the app that you're in or the, yeah, the time of day. So there's, a, there's so many different factors, and it's mostly algorithmic at this point. Yeah. It, it, you know what? And I'm from the old school of advertising, and, and the old school of advertising was you would run an ad, and you would have to run it a few weeks. That, that, you know, if it was, let's say, a, a weekly uh, uh, PD, uh, a newspaper or, or a magazine, you would run it a few weeks to see if it worked. Or if, if you were in a monthly magazine, you run it a few months to see if it would work. Uh, sure. You know, then, of course, uh, radio and TV, uh, you could get your feedback a little bit sooner. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite things about digital marketing is that you have instant results. You can see that hey, people are clicking or not clicking on my ad, and then you can you know, start kind of tracking it from there. So if people are not clicking on your ad, you've already discovered the first thing that you need to fix. Right, and so in search uh, marketing, you know, the click is really important. And then, of course, in you know, video, uh, for example, the clicks really don't happen very often, but that's why the technology exists to measure just the view and how the view then translates into on-site activity. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love it. I love it. All right. So, so let me ask you this. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. And uh, there are quite a bit of books on there on digital marketing and, and, and stuff like that and advertising. Um, what inspired you? To write this book? Yeah, a number of things, uh, and that's a great question. Um, so as I've talked to marketers and CMOs across the landscape, uh, I've realized a couple very specific things. First of all, uh, marketers, I think, within the C-suite, you got this, you know, obviously the CEO, but then you've got a CFO and a CIO and, you know, the chief people officer and so forth. Uh, the CMO is sometimes seen as more of the artist, uh, you know, whereas the CFO uh, has hard numbers, can prove their value, can prove whether or not the math is adding up to profit. Uh, the CIO can show hard numbers as to whether there's been savings or whether they've enabled better productivity and so forth. Uh, so I think that that kind of expectation holds true across the C-suite until you get to the marketer where, just like you said, it's – so is our advertising working? Well, that's a complicated question. And, yeah, and, and that's, not, that's not a good answer. Um, and so what has happened is because of digital – We've gotten to the point where we can prove advertising works or, or it doesn't. We can at least prove the results of it. And CMOs deserve to be viewed in the C-suite just as much of a growth engine, just as much as a, uh, a financial beneficiary to the enterprise as any other C-suite member. So that was the first thing. The second thing is I can't tell you how many people I've spoken with who said, well, digital is kind of complicated. Uh, to measure, so I just ran my ad on TV. And I, and I, <laughs> yeah. and I said, wait, so you declined to measure it at all <laughs> in, uh, because measuring it was complicated. And, you know, with more than 50% of eyeball time now spent 
on a digital device, we we simply cannot afford anymore to think that it's too complex. And so the book really seeks to break down uh, some of those misconceptions and just to help people understand how easy it is to prove whether or not your advertising is really working. Yeah, I like that. And, and let me tell you, uh, I think that digital marketing can be at first, it's like anything else. Uh, you know, when, you, when we were first tying our shoes, tying your shoes can be a very complex uh, process and we fumble at it. However, you do it, you know, tens of thousands of times. So now you don't even think about it. You know, you could be blindfolded with a hood on in a dark room and you could tie and untie your shoe without any hassle. And I think that at first digital marketing can be a little complex, but it's certainly 10 times easier to measure than any other form of media out there that I can think of. Yeah. So not only is it easier, it's also easier to do wrong, I guess. Um, but <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, you know, if, if we're going to talk about that, you know, forget about it. Cause I, I think all right. marketing can be done wrong. Right. <laughs> right. But to your point, I think that not only is it easier to measure, but the industry has created some Velcro tools to your, to your uh, shoe tying analogy, you know, has, has created some shortcuts to make it so that you don't even need to fully learn how to tie your shoes, much less in the dark. Um, you know, there's some tools now that are that really make it reasonable to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, and and, and there is just so many things. Uh, digital marketing is getting so much bigger and better and, and like you're and you're right it, it is getting easier and, and they're trying to uh, you know make it uh, you know for lack of better terms uh, you know user friendly right and, and, yeah. and uh, there there's there are um, you know what to call it a but you know a bunch of different things that you can do only with digital marketing you can't do with any anything else all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, again, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Prove Your Advertising Works. available on Amazon, uh, Prove Your Advertising Works. And um, real quick, Jay, I should have asked you this uh, when we, you and I were talking um, before the show started. It is Friedman, right? It's not Friedman? It is Friedman. You got okay. it. Okay. All right, I want to make sure. Um, anyway, so, so the Goodway Group. Let's talk about the, the Goodway Group. What does the company do, and, and what companies do you work with? Yeah, no, thank you for asking. I think – so Goodway, really interesting, uh, total anomaly in the digital marketing world. We were founded in 1929. Um, so my partner – yeah, right? Um, my partner, Dave, uh, is the grandson of the founder. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, and for forever it was a – uh, a printing company turned into kind of a print marketing company turned into a database driven, you know, direct mail type marketing company. And so when I joined Dave in 2006, just that, that culture of data and, and being able to prove that advertising works that they had already ingrained with them uh, or within them around direct mail and everything matched really well to digital. 
And since then, we've converted to an entirely addressable digital media company. We're, we're not doing the print anymore. Um, but we are a, uh, like I said, we're an addressable media or a paid digital media company. Um, we work with um, major advertisers uh, and also over 100 agencies uh, to help them buy programmatic search and social better. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and you know, uh, you, you can't help but love the name, the Goodway Group. Yeah, it's, and, and that was kind of why they chose it. You know, they said it, it just it rolls off the tongue, and when you say good way, it, it's funny. We've had clients say, uh, you guys are so good, you should be called great way. We go, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good client compliment. That is a great client compliment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, so, so let's talk about uh, a little bit more about this. Based on your expertise, based on your experience, mm-hmm. what do you see are the biggest challenges that brands face today? Yeah, so within the within the digital marketing world, brands – so one of the challenges that brands face is that uh, Google, Facebook, and Amazon being three huge digital advertising players uh, are what are called walled gardens, meaning that – you can put your data into them and you can advertise with them, but you can't really cross compare. Uh, so if you, if you spend you know, money in Facebook and then money in Google, both are going to tell you that your advertising performed wonderfully, but there's really not a good way to tell how one did compared to the other um, with an independent tool. So I think that is something that marketers face. Um, there are many tools that, allow you to access most of, you know, all of the, the web openly, um, you know, like a, a trade desk or a media math. And, and so those are really popular with marketers because they're not bound by Google or Facebook or Amazon, but, you know, Google and Facebook and Amazon are still huge. And of course, abroad, and I don't, I don't know if you have listeners, you know, in Asia where it's uh, Baidu, Alibaba and Tencent, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, across the globe, it's just different players. Yeah. I think that, um, uh, we'd call it, uh, there, there is, uh, what's word I'm looking for. I, I don't want to say a monopoly, but, but they do, you know, have what 80% of the space. <laughs> right. So they, they have, uh, they control or, or uh, not control. They're involved in around, yeah, 70 to 80% of the space. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, what people don't realize is even if you don't go put your money into Google, um, almost every web, major web publisher, right? So CNN.com and ESPN.com and, uh, you know, businessinsider.com, I mean, almost every major web publisher uses a Google product to control how the ads show up on their site. And there's a major decisioning engine within that piece of software. So, again, whether or not Google controls the money or you give the money to Google to control, it passes through some Google or Facebook or Amazon uh, product at some point almost all the time. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. You know, and and bottom line is, uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Prove Your Advertising Works uh, by Jay Friedman. Uh, 
and I and I said this earlier at the top of the show that this is really number one. You could say number two, but it's intertwined or interchangeable because really, being able to convert advertising into a customer or being able to make a profitable, uh, you know, ROI off your marketing or off your advertising is the number one uh, sticking point for all companies. And, you know, people say, hey, you know, sales are number one. Well, most people make their sales from some form of of marketing uh, and advertising. And I'm a big believer, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm a big believer that if the, the the fastest path to wealth is being able to convert your advertising into sales. It's, it's so predictable, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, if you can take a dollar and, and get a dollar and 20 cents back, that's pretty good. And I say that because you look at somebody like Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett gets ecstatic when he can get a 20% return on his money. Now, I'm thinking that somebody with your skill set, you could probably take a dollar and bring back two dollars or three dollars or four dollars. You know, over time, that's how you prove that advertising works is being able to, you know, get get that two, three, five, ten, ten time return for each dollar you spend. Yeah, that that's right. So I think what business owners often face or, or CMO, C, you know, C-suite type uh, groups face is that a dollar spent in marketing could really be spent anywhere. It could be spent on hiring uh, a, a new staff member or, you know, a new, ex, a new source of expertise. It could be a capital expenditure on equipment. And so, uh, you know, in, in large companies who have $10 million to invest in marketing, let's say, they may say, well, you know, that's, that's my budget. I have 10 million to spend, but the CEO doesn't think of it that way. The CEO says, look, we have, you know, hundred million in outlay this year. And whether you get eight or 10 or 12 depends on results. And so uh, being able to prove that the advertising is actually working is obviously vital, but I think also establishing the right budget level is really important as well, because if someone has, you know, whether it's $10,000 in a month or a million dollars in a month or $10 million in a month, is that really the right amount to spend? And, uh, yeah, that's, that's another thing that is really challenging. Like, what's the addressable market? What will the market bear? And what's profitable for your business? Because some businesses might be able to spend a million dollars a month, but they only have 50000 Well, great, then we better spend that 50000 in the best possible place because that's where you get your five to 10 X returns. It's not at the end of the million dollars. Right. Right. And, and I want to talk about this because uh, the, the number one mistake that I made in the very beginning, and this is a mistake that I see almost everybody make, including mm-hmm. some big companies is that mm-hmm. they're, that they do not, understand who their market really is. They don't understand, yeah. uh, you know, the psychographics, the demographics. They think they do, and maybe they did, you know, five years ago, but they haven't updated that information, right? But I would say that most people, most companies, 
uh, let's say small companies who are doing a million dollars or less in sales mm-hmm. have no idea who their market really is. You agree? Disagree? No, I would I would more agree than disagree. Uh, I think what happens is, uh, especially if you're doing you know a million or less in sales, uh, as the owner, you've created a persona in your mind of who the typical customer is. Right, it's it's the busy executive, or it's the stay-at-home mom, or it's the teen, or whatever it is. Um, but usually, the the customer is much more diverse than that, and there's multiple personas. And I I think that you know, as look as human beings with the brains that we have, we you know we need to bucket and we need to create personas of our buyers. But we want to make sure that we create enough personas and remember how to market to those. Because you may have the busy uh, executive and the stay-at-home mom and the teen, and each of those require different marketing uh, avenues. And so even just, for instance, on Instagram marketing, each of those three are going to follow very different hashtags and follow different uh, accounts. And so the marketing that you're going to want to do is going to have to be – the imagery is going to have to be different. The message is going to have to be different. The targeting is going to have to be different. And so it's really important that, that marketers have a good sense of who their actual market is. Not there, And there's a difference between target market, like here's who I want to buy my product, and actual market of who's actually buying my product. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 yeah. and, and, this, is, and this is what's important because – you sometimes really need to get your ego out of the way. Yes, you want XYZ to be your buyer, but it turns out not to be. And that's when you have to say, well, who cares? I mean, as long as I'm making sales, I can service that group. I didn't think it was them, but let's just run with it and, and you know, and build off that. And I like the fact that you pointed out that, you know, your product might serve, uh, you know, young adults, uh, single moms and you know, whatever males over 50 and that's great. But, you, but the marketing is different for all three of those because all three of them are distinctly different. They think differently and they and they may even use your, your product or your service differently. Exactly. Yeah. We, we work with a, a large uh, fitness and uh, gym chain and, uh, and they obviously they have multiple personas, right? It's not only one type of person that comes to work out or that signs up for a gym. Um, but one of the distinguishing factors that links all of those personas is the fact that they all sign up for a gym membership as opposed to working out at home or on their own or via an app or something like that. And so there's some similarities, but then there's also the differences. And yeah, that that can get complex, but it is work that most people can do, um, you know, if, if you're a small business owner, you can certainly think through it with a, a local expert. And if you're a larger company, you know, you pay someone like Goodway Group to uh, to help you through that. Right, right. Um, okay, real quick, I want to talk uh, – I want to plug the book uh, one more time here. Prove Your Advertising Works, available on Amazon. I'm also going to put a link here in the notes. Uh, Jay Friedman is the author. He's joining us today talking about how you can prove your advertising works. I want to talk about this because this – is also kind of a a shock to a lot of people and that uh, people will come to you or, or, or maybe somebody like myself and at least for me, I, I don't know if you do this, but at least for me, 
I will explain to them that sometimes marketing is has a testing process. In other words, you and I, you you and the customer may think, oh look, we have a we have this great message, we have this great creative, we have everything dialed in perfectly. This should work, but there's really a testing process involved, and you know. C-suite people hate to hear that, especially, you know, the, the CFO or, or the bean counters. They hate to hear that. Do you agree with me? Talk about this. Yeah. So I, I, how many times do we go to our spouse and, and, and we're like, oh, I know exactly what to say to them to get them to agree to, to something or another. And we do it and it falls flat. <laughs> and, and so we, we so often we assume that we know how people will, will react. And in marketing, especially across a diverse group of personas or a diverse audience, uh, we can assume all we want, but those assumptions really are just hypotheses. And so it does require, and it really requires ongoing testing. So, you know, one of the things we develop with clients is called a lift-based roadmap, um, and it's where we just test, A-B test, over and over. We test audiences, we test creative, we test targeting we test absolutely everything to figure out what is creating real lift in the marketing uh, versus what is just kind of falling flat and you know after 18 months a marketer is going to have essentially this binder full of information for lack of a better word we prefer to digitize it of course Uh, but but full of information of what creates lift for their brand is it a a red background or a blue background? Is it a shop now or an order now button? There's so many different things that can be tested and should be tested. And that is, I mean, that's how the the best marketers, if you look at Netflix, for example, they have copy tested, color tested, every single banner and video combination possible to make sure that their results are as amped up and tuned up as possible. They do a fantastic job. It's a good example. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember the big uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? The, the the first time that this marketing testing thing was explained to me, and and uh, I was in a class, and it was a direct mail class, and they were talking about uh, – the, the, the person teaching the class brought up the, the direct mail piece that the Wall Street Journal did, and – that they had spent two years or something like that coming up with this direct mail piece that crushed all other direct mail pieces that they had ever come up with. And they used it for years. I think it was like, if I'm not mistaken, like three or four decades. And and they still might be using it on some level today. And Mm -hmm. even though it was working better than any piece that they had ever come up with. And again, ladies and gentlemen, it took two years for them to come up with this, uh, what do you call it, piece. They continue, They, they uh, had a small team whose job was to beat, try to beat that, that result. So, so this, this, this uh, awesome direct mail marketing piece that they came up with was now the control and everything else was tested against it, and they could never beat it. And, and maybe they had some some biases built in. But bottom line is, you know, back to what you and I are talking about. It, it's 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 a never ending 
testing cycle. You're always looking for ways to improve. And and I'm telling you, man, you know, when you're talking to the sweet C-suite people, a lot of them hate to hear that. And, and, and so how do you address, you know, the, the CFO or maybe the accountant who might be in a meeting and they're giving you pushback on the whole, quote, testing process? Yeah, I, 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 I've had a lot of those conversations. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when I sit down with the CFO, first of all, I think engaging the CFO or the, or the, the accountant or the top financial person is just a, it's a huge win because so often they're left out of these decisions. Uh, but when I do sit down and, and when we talk, we say, listen, how many years have you been in business where you haven't been testing and documenting the results? And, and during that time, have you really been certain that you're spending your money in the most efficient way possible? And so this is no different than if you were going to buy 10 photocopiers for your business and for two months you got to test out 10 different models and figure out which one was more efficient, right? And it cost you a little more, but you could know exactly what the right answer was later on or machinery or employees, by the way. Right. And so, yeah, how many times, how many times do we hire and we wish we could have had a test uh, before we, you know, we, we hired. And so what this is, is this is just an ongoing learning mechanism to get to a point where we constantly are more efficient. We can certainly put the money out there and not be testing, but we won't know if there's something better if we're not. And so most most financial people I speak with get it very quickly that this is uh, – it's not money that's being thrown away testing or wasted testing. All of the money is being put toward attempting to convert customers, but we're just testing two different messages to quickly find out which one is better so that we don't do the other one again. Yes, and, and I love the analogy of the employee and and. It's very common for a company to hire somebody and say, hey, you're going to be on a 90-day probation. We're testing you out yeah. because you, know, you look good, you smell good, you sound good, but now we've got to verify that you are a good fit. Exactly, and, and I, I think what happens is once it's in the wild, whether it's the ad or whether you know, once the employee is fully on board, you start to learn things about the situation that you didn't know up front, and you can start to make a better decision. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, again, uh, the book, Prove Your Advertising Works, available on Amazon. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. This, to me, is the most important thing that your company can focus on. Uh, get this right, and you know, 99% of your problems are solved. Uh, you know, I don't know, Jay, of, of, of many businesses that go out of business because they had too many customers and sales were coming in on a on a predictable basis, right? Uh, most of the time, it's the opposite of that, right? They couldn't find enough cash flow, they couldn't get uh, enough people interested in their product, and, and so prove your advertising works, walks you through it, and helps you understand. How to prove your advertising works? Yeah, I, there's a whole there's a whole set of brands today, direct to consumer brands that are being built solely on 
advertising. And it's very science-based. It's They use the approach that I talk about in the book. Um, you know, and if you look at, you know, for instance, uh, Dollar Shave Club yes. was built specifically on advertising, sold for a billion dollars. And these are the kinds of businesses that are being built today. It's the traditional businesses that have to kind of convert and take up these practices that some of the newer businesses today are using because advertising is a sales mechanism uh, and it just sales, uh, I'm sorry, advertising and marketing work together with sales as the growth engine of any company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jay Friedman, thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to having you back again. Of course. Thank you so much. You bet. Good stuff there from Jay Freeman. The book, again, is Prove Your Advertising Works. If you need help with your advertising, you can check out Jay at the Good Way Group. Um, and, uh, again, I can't stress this enough. You know, you have 80% of all businesses go out of business, they say, within the first two years or 24 months or whatever it is. And let me tell you, it's not because they had too much profit. Or too many, or, or too much, yeah, too many sales. It's the extreme lack thereof. So if you're struggling with advertising, if you believe in marketing, if you believe in advertising, uh, but it's not working for you, I would encourage you to check out Pruger Advertising Works. I get no remuneration um, other than if you use the link in the show notes. I think you know we get like a buck or two because we're Amazon affiliates. But, uh, we, you know, other than that, we get no remuneration. Uh, I just am a big believer in advertising. Advertising is the fastest, easiest way to go from zero to 60 in your world. So whether you're a massage therapist or you're a, an, attor an attorney, a consultant, a ditch digger, whatever it is you do, Advertising is the quickest, fastest way to ramp up your sales. Now, I know that right now, a lot of people are flush. I mean, man, we're having, what, going on 10 years of prosperity, and that's great. Now, your advertising could work bigger, better, faster, because we always know that when we have an up cycle, which we've had for, like I said, the, ten, the last 10 years, we are also going to have a down cycle. And if you have your advertising hone in and working now, it's going to protect you when you have that down cycle. As always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help as many people as possible to prove their advertising works. As always, my friends, remember you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.